Hello, thank you for joining us. We've been talking about the pitiful church versus the powerful church and what place we as individuals are going to take. So um, we hope you can follow along and listen in on the message. Please connect with Arise and Shine by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Arise and Shine TV show or emailing us at TV at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you. If you've been following us on this message that we've been um, going through, we're going to pick up in Acts and chapter 2 and verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now we've, uh, we're talking about this because there's a lot of misconception out there. You know, there's even those that would say that they are Spirit-filled. And, and to, to, I think of what a lot of them are, are referring to is <clears throat> that well, we're a Spirit-filled church because we're enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. We are excited. We are upbeat. We are, you know, those things. You know, just kind of motivated. Motivated, yeah. Or you know, just we get we we yeah. We're ex we're excited. We're an exciting church. We're not just you know like the old school. You know, three hymns. You know, and that kind of thing. You know, we got the lights. We got the this, and we got this and that and that. But you know, you can't find any of that in the Bible. But here it says that when they were filled with the Spirit, they spoke with other tongues. And so when I got filled with the Spirit, I spoke in other tongues. When you got filled with the Holy Spirit, you spoke in other tongues. And this was a, uh, a, uh, it was a situation. It was a thing that happened to us that was very notable. We knew. We knew that, oh, my gosh, this is different, you know. And it was huge. You know, sometimes it can be emotional. Maybe it won't be, you know. But, uh, but things follow it. And it's, it, it is definitely a notable experience that you will know when it did happen. It's like, you know, how can you tell if you're born again? Well, if you're not real sure, then there's a real good chance maybe you hadn't been. Mm -hmm. Because a new birth is an absolute dramatic change. The old man on the inside dies and there becomes a new man. The things that you once liked, you'll now hate. The things that you used to hate, now you will like. Mm -hmm. And you'll want to go to church. You'll want to do this or you'll want to do that. You say, well, I don't go to church, but I'm still saved. Well, you'll have to figure that out with the Lord. I'm not even going to go there. I mean, that's totally up to you. All I know is me, when I got saved, I wanted to go, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought they were all precious people. I didn't, you know, that they were other people just like me, you know, and that they were the very people that in time when I did get filled with the Spirit, they would turn away from me. I didn't know all that. See, all I knew was I was just different. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do drugs. It's not that, well, I can't do drugs. It's just like, well, really, that's not it. I don't want to. I have no desire you know, I want to follow and serve the Lord, you know. And so when you're filled with the Spirit, you will speak with other tongues. And we wanted to bring that out because that's just extremely important that I believe it's God's will for every believer. Now, you can make up your mind, your decision, or are you going to be a, a, a part of the 120 that went to the upper room, so to speak? Now, I'm just using that as an analogy. Or are you going to be the 380 plus that was off somewhere else doing something else when they were supposed to have been over here? See, that's, I think we'll still probably see a lot of that. There'll be those that'll, that'll say, you know, I, I don't really want that. This is not something for me, I, you know. And they'll, but I believe there'll be those that will. Well, those that will, that's the ones we're talking to. Right. 
That's why we're here, okay? And that's who we're sharing these truths with because we believe your heart is in a place where that you're capable of hearing and receiving this, amen? And we're doing this because I know the Lord keeps putting this on my heart. I cannot get away from it. I can't. It's critically important. It's important for this hour. It's important. We've got to have this if we're going to fulfill the plan and purpose of God in these last days and bring the harvest in. And we wanted, to, we wanted to bring that out because that is the biblical sign. That's not a sign that we chose. No. That's not a sign that we chose because of the church we go to no. or because of something that we've heard from somebody else. Mm -hmm. That scripture plainly says this is the sign. And the amazing thing of it is, too, when you put that in you know, agreement with, or just in context with the setting in that chapter, what was the very next thing that happened? After this power that they received came on them, Peter, the one whose foot and mouth made so many mistakes, did so many, I mean, he said things he shouldn't say and was just, I mean, just all kinds, had all kinds of, you know, really issues, you know. Constantly rebuked. Yes, constantly being, I mean, if, if he was, if we were Peter, you know, and Jesus said the and... things to us that like Jesus did, you know, we'd probably be gone. But here's the same man. After that power of God comes on him, stands up in the midst of all these, the people that crucified Jesus right. and preaches a message, a short message that pricked the hearts of over 3,000 and they came to the Lord. Yes. Now see, that's what we're referring to. That's the power to touch the lives of people. It wasn't Peter. It was the anointing on Peter. Mm -hmm. And Peter simply cooperated with that anointing. That's what we're And that power. Us, yes. Yes, he just simply was willing to cooperate and let God use him. And when it's all over said and done, you can't even take the credit. Because you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You did something only because he enabled you to do it, and he therefore is the only one that can get the glory and the honor for it. Mm -hmm. See, that's what we're talking about, that very thing right there. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to look at a verse over there. We have the Apostle Paul, who was called <laughs> by God, and it's amazing that this man evangelized almost most of the known world in his days, he did more in that short period of his life that many have done in decades. I mean, generations rather. You know, he's just amazing what the man did. But, uh, but he, uh, he, he wasn't, and, and, and uh, he, uh, he didn't just do what he did because of his, because when you, when you study Paul, and he was a very, very educated man, extremely intelligent, and he was way beyond most of them, even his religious crowd, he even said it. But you go to the, to the book of Philippians, the third chapter, and that's why he said, I count all things but dung. In other words, I, I lay everything aside. He said, in other words, all my pedigree, all of my education, all of my accomplishments, all of my everything that I have acquired on my own naturally. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go back and you read it, he said that the power of Christ, that Christ may rest on me. Mm -hmm. that, Christ, that Christ is that anointing. See, Paul understood the importance of the anointing in his life. That's why he said, I count everything else as done. That's why Jesus said to him, he said, my grace is sufficient. He said, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities mm -hmm. that the power of God may rest upon me. 
In other words, he, he understood that when he was incapable, when he was unable, the Spirit of God was more than capable to do through him. See, that's why so many of us have a hard time being used. We still want to struggle and do it ourselves. We need to learn how to just throw your hands up, give up, lean back on him, and let him do what he's called you to do through you. Let him empower you and do it. Mm -hmm. That's how I do what I do. That's how we do what we do. I'm not, this is not me as a person. I am, I'm not, you know, in, in, my, in my high school days, I, I, I didn't do this. I was not a public speaker. I hated it. I didn't want it, you know. But when the Spirit of God comes on me, you just can't help it. You just become a different person than you were. And then God's able to use you in ways that you never knew. And so Paul was that way. Paul understood the power of God in his life and how important that power was. And that's how he accomplished all that he accomplished in his lifetime. Because here in writing to the church at Corinth that had a lot of issues and a lot of problems, Paul makes an, a, a statement here. And we'll just read uh, verse 4 and 5. You want to read verse 4 and 5 for us? 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. <clears throat> we won't read the others. You can read the others that's above it if you want, but we're just going to read those two for time's sake. Okay. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now see, here he says that he, he, he's what he's doing, he's reminding them of when he was there. He's writing this letter after being separated from them for a time. He writes this letter and he's reminding them, when I came to you, he said, I, I didn't come to you with a whole bunch of, you know, uh, discourse and, and uh, this great ability to be a, a public speaker and, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. He said, no. He said, I came to you, you know, uh, preaching in the power of God. What was it that turned that city a lot of that city and many in that city, this was a huge church. And this was a very corrupt city at that time. Mm -hmm. And they, they, I mean, it was filled with idol worshiping and all kinds of stuff. And how could Paul go into a city like that and, and be able to preach and be able to convince these people to turn, their, to turn away from all this idol worshiping and all this stuff and turn to Jesus Christ? You, you don't do that by just going in and being a nice person and, and, and having lectures. You go in with signs, miracles, and wonders and the power and the presence of God. Even in your preaching, there is a power in those words that, that has a way of touching the hearts and the minds of people that they know that this person is not like everybody else. Something's different about this person. See, and Paul said it's with power. And he said that he did not want your faith to be in the wisdom or the intellectualism of man, but what's your faith to stand in? The power of God. Mm -hmm. How do we know God's who He is? How do we know that His word is true? Because He confirms it over and over and over by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, that's how we know that we're not serving a dead God. We're not serving a Jesus that died and never was raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. We know that He's alive. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit confirming constantly over and over and over that these words are true. Mm -hmm. Amen? Want to just go to another one? So now if we go over here to Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians 4 and then we'll look at 18 and 20. 
Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. Okay, you got that? No, yeah. Um, I just going to say, this is, Paul, when he was writing his church, see, there were those that had come in, you know, and was trying to undermine the work he had done and trying to discredit him and trying to pull people away from Jesus Christ, ultimately, to follow them. And most of them were religious people that, that, uh, that still was under the law and had not really embraced and accepted the grace of God and the new birth and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They had come in. And, 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 this, and this is what Paul had to say about them. Okay, you can re read it now if you don't mind. Now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but of power. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> he said, okay, we're going to find out just how real you are. Okay, we're, you know, you say you're this and you say you're that. Okay, show me your power. Show me your power. Notice the, the, the way this is phrased here. See, that's how, now listen, that's how you discern the difference between those that are real and those that are not. Where's the power? Because he goes on and says that next verse, 22, or yeah, I guess that, no, 20, I'm sorry. He says, for the kingdom of God is not in word. He's talking about in word only, okay? But it's in power. See, it's power. That's what makes the difference. Do we have the power of God in our life or are we just being religious? Yeah. See, and all it takes is one decision. And that's, that's the decision is that I'm willing to surrender my life to Him. Mm -hmm. See, you don't need His power if you've got the idea that you can do it yourself. Right. If you've got this thing figured out, you know, and you, you, know, you, know, you know what you believe and you're not willing to believe anything else. You know, you don't need His power. But when you come to that place where, Lord, I need you. I can't do this without you. Jesus said it as clearly as anybody could say it. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. And then He goes on and says, without me, you can do nothing. That doesn't mean that you can't do anything at all. Because a lot of people are out there doing a lot of things. But what He's talking about, you can't do anything for the kingdom. You can't do anything that's according to my will and to accomplish my plan and purpose in the earth. He said, because I'm the one that has to empower you, enable you by the Holy Spirit to do what you do. See? And so, uh, so here he, he said, he said, uh, so you, I mean, you know, you, if you want to know who's right and who's wrong, sometimes all you got to do is just like, is there any power? And I, you know, it's funny that we, 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 we I remember once in a church that we were going to, you know, and, and it actually still are. You know, you get people, you know, they give people opportunities to stand up and give testimonies. Mm -hmm. And everybody gives a good testimony, you know, and they tell about what God's done for them. And it's good. You know, the, the things they say is good. And, and it gives glory and honor to God because of what He's done. But then you'll be going along and there'll be one that'll stand up. And you wouldn't even know it if you looked at them. You know, there's no outward sign that would give you any, any indication of what's getting ready to happen. Yeah. But they'll get up and begin to give a testimony, mm -hmm. and it's different. See, it's different. And the difference is it's just like, oh. See, I can, I, 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 I'm sure everybody else can too, but I could tell. It's like, oh, my gosh, that one, these were good, but this one's different. Why? 
because there was power in the words that were being spoken. They were inspired by, they were brought forth by the person of the Holy Spirit. And see, and you can tell that. See, and people can tell that. And when you're out just telling people about Jesus, you need that power. Because people need to know that you're not just blowing smoke. Right. You're not just, you know, trying to be religious. That you're talking about a Jesus that is resurrected and is alive and that does care about them right now and wants to come into their lives and change their lives. Yes. He has the power to change you and to, and to help you to, to be the person that you really down on the inside your heart want to be. Amen? What's next? 1 Corinthians 1.17. We may need to look at this one out of the Amplified. Because I, I, I don't remember, I should have wrote those down, but I didn't. 1 Corinthians 1, 17. The, the, the King James says this. For Christ the Messiah, I think, no, I may have wrote this down in Amplified because that sounds like the Amplified. Yeah, I think I, think I, I made this. But you can look at, let's see, 1 Corinthians. You got it? Is this amplified? Okay, we're just going to read this out of the amplified. Sometimes you'll you'll overlook some things. Sometimes in just the King James and the Amplified, just all it simply does is takes these some of these words and expounds them, so you can get a better idea of what's being said. The Amplified says this: First Corinthians uh, one and seventeen. It says, "For Christ the Messiah sent me out not to baptize." Now he's talking about baptizing with water. In other words, that's not what he's called me to do. Okay, now baptism is important, water baptism is important, but that was not what God called him to do. But notice it says, but to evangelize. By preaching the glad tidings or the good news, the gospel, and that, now listen, and not with that with verbal eloquence. In other words, he didn't call me out here to just to try to intellectually convince you that Jesus is who he says he is. Okay, least the cross of Christ should be deprived of force and emptied of its power. Well, you, there's a little side thought right there that you could look at. Why is it that the church has had such a struggle in being effective and winning the lost and building strong churches? Is it because we've lost the power? See, have we leaned back on? Have we given in to some other things that have robbed us of the power of God? Have we compromised in areas hoping to be able to draw people in and to be, what's the word I'm looking for, attractive to them from the natural standpoint? Point? See, it's the power. We, we, I, I really honestly believe that we ought to be drawing them by the power of God. You have, a, you have a, a, a church. You have a body of believers that has the power of God and operating in them on a regular basis where people's lives are being turned around, where miraculous healings are taking place, where people are being delivered. You tell me that word won't get out mm -hmm. when that is genuinely happening in the lives of people and it won't draw people into that place. See, I think that's where sometimes I think we've, we've missed it somehow. Mm -hmm. And we've tried to do things from the natural standpoint instead of just leaning back on the Holy Ghost and let Him be who He is and work through us to do what He desires to do. Mm -hmm. 
See, really, our success in life, as far as I, I, I really believe with all my heart, is really only going to be based our, our success in what we accomplish that, it, that, that will stand the test of the fire is going to be what we accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit and not our, out of ourselves. Has it been just dead works, something that we decided we needed to do, or did we cooperate with the Lord and do it His way and let Him empower us to do it? See, I think that's the works that will stand. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we're in a place, too, where people are looking for the real you know, that's why the church yeah. has such yeah. a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths is there was no power there. They've tried that. They've done that, you know, and there was nothing there. And these days that we're living in now, I mean, this crazy time right now, people are desperate, yeah. you know, and, and, and you're looking for something that, that's going to change your world. And the only thing that's going to do that is the power of God. And it's in the name of Jesus and it's in the working of His Holy Spirit here on the earth. Yeah. And the the play church and the things that people have seen where you do steps one, two, three, and everything's good, it's not helping them. It's not changing them. Mm -hmm. They're not seeing anything out of it. And so people are really, 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 and that's why we need to step up. When people come looking for it, we need to have it. We need to be able to give it to them, you know, to to show them what's going to change them, to show them what's going to meet their needs. And until we have that, we're not going to be the ones that are going to be the attractive ones are going to be the ones that are going to help people. You know, you have to get this yourself and get it working in your life before you can reach out and help somebody else. You can't take somebody anywhere you've never been. Mm -mm. And you can't give them anything you don't have. Well, that's true. That's so true. You know, but I just know that's the, the amazing thing. Probably sometimes you almost think some of the most effective people that witness is those that just got dramatically saved because they're excited. You know, their lives were so dramatically saved. They were in the drugs or they were alcoholics or they had all these issues and all these problems. And now their lives just totally turned over upside down and they're, and they're so thankful for where they're at that it's just almost spontaneous for them to want to share it with other people. And the Spirit of God uses that because that's that new energy, you know, and He'll use that and, and it helps because it helps people to see. You know, where, where and what God can, if, you know, well, wow. If, you know, if he did that for them, you know, he might do th- this for me. And you don't have to be bad, that bad off for God to do things in your life. You can be a good, moral person and still die and go to hell. Mm-hmm. It's without, you get without Jesus Christ and that new nature on the inside of you and the person of the Holy Spirit. That's what makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. You got to have that. You got to have that. Now, we could go to... Uh, Acts 8, 1 and 4, but we're not going to take the time to do that because that's when, see, Jesus had told them, we, we read part of that in the book of Mark 16. You can go back to Matthew and get more of that great commission, you know. Uh, but Jesus told them, said, uh, go into all the world, all the world. All the world means all the world, and that's not even anything out. All the world would have to include not just the Jews, but also what the Bible refers to as the Gentiles okay, the non-Jewish people, okay, but they didn't go. Well, by the time you get to chapter Acts, they still haven't really gone, okay? And so Acts chapter 8, and this could, it'll tell you, it could be possibly somewhere around 8, 9, 10 years have passed, and they still haven't obeyed God. So what, now listen, what happens? Stephen is martyred. Before Stephen is martyred, James the apostle James is, is martyred. And then they tried to martyr 
Peter, but the Lord, through the church's prayers, delivered him. But then Stephen preaches, and it's the religious crowd that stoned him, and a part of that, uh, a part of that crowd was Saul, who later became Paul. And so what happened because of their unwillingness to do what Jesus had told them, and he says, it's time, we got to do this, this is important, because, guys, people are dying every day. And some of those people are dying are those that should be in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. See, and while you're dragging your feet, they're dying, and they're going to hell. He said, and I can't have that. So what happens? He allows persecution to come, and the church is scattered. And the Bible says, what did they do? They went everywhere. <laughs> he set them on fire. And they went everywhere preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ. And they didn't just go with eloquent words, but they went with signs, miracles, and wonders. Because then it goes on in that same chapter and talk about right on the heels of that where Philip went down to Samaria. And there he preached the gospel. And he, 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 he cast out devils and there was healings and great things that happened. And the Bible says that when they saw what, what, what God was doing through him, they saw something evidenced that what the man was saying was true, it says they believed. They believed and were baptized. And, and later on, they were filled with the Spirit. Peter and John came up and they were filled with the Spirit and spoke with other tongues. And so you can see that, that the church began with this power and it's still just as important today for us to have that same power in our lives. And there's so many more. You can go right on through the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 36, chapter 9, verse 10 different things, and, and, uh, but we'll get to those maybe in our next session. We'll go on into those. But right now, again, we want to talk to you if you're out there and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you've, or you're out there and you're not living for Him. You know, there's a lot of people, I believe, that are out there that are catching this and watching this, and, and, and this is a God moment. This is a divinely orchestrated moment in time that God has given you the opportunity because He wants to change your life. He wants to help you. He wants to bless you. He wants to spend eternity with you. So if you can pray this prayer with me and just simply mean it with all your heart. Say, Jesus, I surrender my entire life to you. I can't do for me what only you can do. I will serve you all the rest of my life and follow you. Sin, Satan, You are not my God. You are not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Now, Father, I thank you that I have believed on him with my heart and confessed him with my mouth. I believe that I'm born again. And I thank you for filling me with your spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, let somebody know. Confess that. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my God and my Father. He said, but if you will confess me before them, my, uh, uh, before men, I will confess you before my Father and before the angels. So see, that's how you seal the deal. Let somebody know. Let us know what God has done in your life today. And I believe that God has great things in store for you. This is not the end. This is only the beginning. Until we're able to see you again, may God's very best be yours. Please connect with Arise and Shine by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Arise and Shine TV show or emailing us at Arise and Shine TV at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you.